You're listening to the 123 Show. Now, the annual observance of the International Day of Disabled Persons was proclaimed in 1992 by the, by the United Nations General Assembly. And since then, the day is observed each year with a specific theme. This year, and that's tomorrow, the 3rd of December, the theme is The Future is Accessible. And my next guests in the studio have certainly done some th- sensational work in Hong Kong, where there are less than 0.2% of registered companies employing people with disabilities. Let me welcome Fareed Shroff, founder and director of Sensational Consultancy, Corey Lee Walker and Benjamin Wong to tell me more about their work and International Day of Disabled Persons. Good afternoon to you all. Good afternoon, Fabia. It's kind of chilly day today. Yeah. To <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, first of all, Fred, let me just um, say hello to you. That sensational consultancy. You have been a regular on the program. Tell uh, somebody if somebody doesn't know anything about sensational consultancy, give us a quick. Okay, so um, I would say that sensational consultancy has been formed for the last seven years. Mm-hmm. I used to be a special needs teacher with the ESF and I realized that there was a big gap in our society um, when it came to the inclusion of the students once they had finished their education. That's when I realized something had to be done from the other side, not just the students and the candidates, but society had to change to be more accepting so that people could bring their best selves forward and be open and upfront about their disabilities. Mm-hmm. And you're doing a, f- a fabulous job, without a doubt. Now, let me just introduce the other guests in the studio. Corey, Corey um, Lee Walker. Now, Corey, what do you do? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm an independent living skills counselor. Uh-huh. I work in the United States teaching young adults who are blind and visually impaired how to how to live independently, the skills they need for to um, make homes, make a home for themselves, make be, uh, join the workforce and provide uh, provide for themselves to live fulfilling lives. And so you're over in Hong Kong for a short time, mm-hmm. especially for this day. Yep. So what are you going to be doing to to celebrate the day as such? Well, I'm going. To, we're going to be having um, a gathering at Sensational to uh, to mingle and pre- mm-hmm. uh, present about different ideas about. Um, going moving forward for uh, accessibility for all. Sure. And going to be um, have a dear friend here, and we're going to be traveling around uh, Hong Kong and um, just getting to see, see some of the sites. So, how long will you be here? A week. Oh right. Okay. Until Saturday. So lots to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And Benjamin Wong, tell me what you do. So I'm currently on the advisory board of Sensational. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been volunteering with Sensational for a number of years now, and the journey started really when. I was an employee of a U.S. bank in Hong Kong and part of their Diversity and Inclusion Council. Okay. And uh, specifically looking within the space of disabilities. And it was meeting Frida at our first event that we had. Mm-hmm. I really learned a lot from Frida and Sensational. And that's how the journey started of me volunteering because it really was, a, for me, a big eye-opener for a company, for a bank, how there was a lot for us to learn about how we can be inclusive. And also some of the biases uh, that we had trying to hire people with disabilities and, and going through some of those hurdles. So I want to be part of that journey and that's how I've been, you know, started uh, mm-hmm. a long journey. And, and have you seen over the years there's there's a change in people's attitudes and they are becoming better at? Uh, I would say yes, although the pace remains relatively slow, slow I would say, yeah. compared to some of the other uh, inclusion agendas that we've seen being pushed. Uh, mm-hmm. I think disability seems to 
see, seem to be a, a bit of an outlier in, the, in behind you know, a number of the other initiatives. Right. So I think we can improve that. Sure. And Faride, um, you know, International Day of Disabled Persons, for you, what does that, I mean, really for you, every day is a day that you devote your time to it, without doubt. I mean, I think these days are there as an awareness. And I love it, Sadhya. <laughs> and I don't say it's work because I love it. Yeah, no, and I know, I you, I know you do. And I, and I recall talking to you a couple of times here on the program before, and I know the passion that you have. But how do you feel that the day is going to help? I mean, do you think there is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an awareness raising day, really, isn't it? It is very much so. And it's also a celebration. A chance for us to tell people that uh, there is so much ability that you are missing out on in this pool of talent. And that's why we wanted, to, wanted it to be a really grand affair. And we've flown Corey down all the way, especially for our event. Mm -hmm. And I know that when he speaks and tells people about his journey and what mm -hmm. all he has achieved in his life, mm -hmm. it will help people in Hong Kong to learn more about accessibility mm -hmm. and how we can change things for them in Hong Kong. Corey, um, you're obviously, as you said, you're in the States. Now, mm -hmm. is there, um, are they good now? I mean, like things accessible to you? Do you find that it has changed over the years? Oh, like absolutely. Um, with uh, with the, the access to digital technology makes reading a lot easier. Reading used to be a huge barrier with anyone to anyone with visual impairment or like blindness, but with digital technology, especially with um, software that will that will read the print on a screen um, and allows a person to navigate either a computer or a smartphone with like uh, with auto with uh, this with the screen reader it makes it so much more accessible and so I went from getting really large textbooks in school that had the print enlarged so that I could read them somewhat um, somewhat accessibly to having all of my textbooks on through apps on applications wow. on my smartphone where I could just listen to the textbook wherever it was so much more accessible and it um, both because it went from huge books to my phone that I could carry in my pocket and because I could listen to it as opposed to trying to get um, mm. use like use my vision mm -hmm. my impaired vision to try and read it right. and so like that's become a lot more accessible in the public spaces have become a lot more accessible and people's attitudes are, are growing and there's more education about what uh, what kinds of dis what disabilities are out there and how people can be more inclusive sure sure it's, um, so definitely easier now what would you say uh, you know I think you know when people do see people with disabilities there's always this kind of awkwardness they don't know mm. what to say they don't mm. know what is okay what's going to right. be offensive so what are the main kind of problems that you foresee that other people face when they're dealing with somebody with a disability um, either that hesitance to come up and just start a relationship with someone because the idea of person with a disability is a person first so you like yeah it's a, a disability is just a part of how that person interacts with the world or part of their lived experience so a lot of people like there's a lot of assumptions that happen or they try and find the right way to approach it when really you, it's the same way you just go up mm -hmm. as it would be anyways you just go up and um, you start a conversation with someone like I feel much more comfortable talking about my disabilities and people want to get to know me on a personal level first even if it's just like even just barely like just very surfacey uh, mm. personal level so it's just yeah important to get people to get to know people and then the, the dialogue about disability rather than being its own abstract subject is just 
comes into conversation as being a part of that person's experience. Yeah, I think certainly days like this um, or events and things like that, mm-hmm. these are all part of just trying to break some of those those barriers oh, down, aren't they? Yeah. Absolutely. Benjamin, um, you've been involved now with Sensational for some time. What would you say has been kind of the, the main challenge for you in terms of the area that you're dealing with? I think uh, as I look at the business community, if I focus on that, I think it continues to have a level of um, understanding around being more aware and knowledgeable around inclusion for people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. I think there seems to be still some lack of that and there's a, still a curiosity amongst a lot of employers mm-hmm. who have the intention to be inclusive yet lack that knowledge or sort of they struggle with what to do next. And that's where we really struggled with when I was working at that bank uh, when I first met with Friday is we were struggling ourselves to deal with how do we be more inclusive? Mm-hmm. And that narrative seems to be common amongst mm-hmm. a lot of employees. But is there anything now, I mean, you know, I suppose the main thing is is that if somebody has a disability, you think, well, can they do this or can they do that? So is it a matter of, say, corporates just looking at the, the things that are absolutely fine that anyone can do, it's not a big deal? Like, is it just looking a bit deeper into the whole function? I think yes and no. I think another way to look at it is when we were trying to have programs such as internship, graduate programs that had an inclusive aspect, quite often we struggle with policies or rules and even legal matters. So Mm -hmm. questions being raised by leadership or management, which are genuine questions on how to deal with certain situations or what happens if we employ somebody who then we don't have the necessary equipment or facilities mm-hmm. to employ. Because it's a risk factor, yes. isn't it? Too? And then we have to inform that individual that because of such factors, whether it's accessibility into the office or the desk or um, other office you know, facilities that we can't employ them, what to do then? And I think that's when the employees, whether it's the Diversity Inclusion Council or the management themselves, then struggle with that situation, but they don't know what to do next. Sure. And then it typically then just sort of gets put on the back burner and forgotten about. And yeah. that, that, that seems to be something that I've seen in more than one place. Yeah, because I suppose it's just the thing of actually doing something about it. Now, Frida, you're obviously involved and, in, and you know, the Sensational Consultancy is actively doing this every day. What challenges do you face then? I, I think the biggest um, misconception is in the minds and the view of people yeah. uh, who see the disability and not the ability. Mm-hmm. And this, I feel, is mostly due to the deep-rooted belief systems sure. that they've grown up with. And I think stigma that is attached to disability has to change, particularly in the APAC region. So right now, there are over one billion people, yes, billion, which means one in every seven is a person with a disability. So it's time for us to start looking and realizing the need for this change. Hmm. And I feel uh, we are doing whatever is possible, but we do need the support of companies, governments, schools, everybody basically to work together to make this change happen. Mm. Now, the actual theme for this year is the future is accessible. Just looking at that one word in terms of the accessibility, obviously it's about getting into to companies, things like that. But how would you say now Hong Kong is rated in terms of just accessibility for people who have disabilities? Can they get from A to B without too much problem? I think there is still a very long way to go for yeah. Hong Kong. Yeah, uh, We have steps 
and little um, barriers, even even if it's a five inch barrier, it's still something that the wheelchair may not be able to go over. Yeah. Uh, so these are things that people don't think about. Even the newer buildings uh, where we have the lift system with no sound, a visually impaired person cannot be able to access that. And we are disabling them. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's a very society. easy things, really, if you think about it. The actual um, ease with which you can just bring that in is quite, it's not a big deal, is it? Yes, you can do that's it. just it. Yeah, so yeah. we want that awareness to grow a bit more. And as Ben said, at a faster pace. Sure. And so having this theme for 2020 is going to be a real push on accessibility. And we want to bring together all our clients and people who are interested in this area of disability awareness to come together. And we're having another event on the 4th where we will have a more formal setup Great. and uh, share so you some, some of things work. in the pipeline at the moment that you're hoping any initiatives that we, you feel we hope something comes together when we have this discussion and Good. can do something launch something in the coming year. Good. Corey, how about you in the States? Do you find, um, you know, I know that in the States, everything seems to be, you know, whenever I've been there, it's like you have to have a car, you have to go. Mm. So so how is like going from A to B for you? Is it is it easier? Is it okay? Has it changed in, over the years? In places where I uh, going from A to B, where I live now in the San Francisco Bay Area, Bay Area is much easier because there's an abundance of public transportation there. Yeah. Whereas where I grew up, there was a lot less. There was still some, but it was um, less frequent, and so it had to you any any kind of excursion had to be more planned, or it might be a more roundabout route than a rather than a direct route sure. to get to places, which impacts. Um, any kind of travel to go out for recreation, go out for education. Um, like I used to have to spend all day at school at school when I was attending um, community college because where I lived was all the way across town. Would maybe have been like a twenty-minute drive was about an hour and fifteen-minute bus ride, and so that it was easier to just stay on the campus. Mm. And but uh, where I live now, it's um, it's a bit easier. To get around and then even where i grew up is still easier than some other places because there is still it's a marginally reliable bus system and um they have sidewalks where it makes walking uh, reasonable and so it's for the most of uh, it's getting better and better especially with yeah. more uh, more transportation options that will get you from diff uh, between cities I suppose is the work really that you guys are doing that's making mm. things much better. Okay, well, I'm going to just tie up here and I just want to ask you one question each. Uh, if I was to um, give you a wish uh, to change anything at all, which would make things better or you know anything at all, I'll ask you individually as to what your wish should be. What is it that you would like uh, changed or you would like to do? Farida, I'll ask you first. So in Hong Kong, I would want uh, the idea of disability to disappear. Okay. I want everyone to be seen as a person, to be respected in the same way as we would like to be respected, and to have the same human rights as everyone else. Okay, Corey? Very, very similar. I would like the attitude around disability to be just uh, curiosity and not uh, not off-putting about interacting with someone with disabilities. So just people to feel um, invited to work alongside 
other people who have disabilities and see their different ways of doing things as just a matter of course rather than something exceptional and special. That's right. Good. And Benjamin? And uh, through my work at Sensational, I guess one thing I want, would like people to think about is realizing that it can be any of us. Mm -hmm. So the definition or how countries view disability vary quite differently. It can be temporary disability is permanent. So even someone having a stroke, for example, sure. becomes t temporarily or permanently disabled. So exactly. the us and them mentality that often these, this issue brings about, actually we need to realize that we're all the same and we can be ourselves disabled in, in some way. So it's not, uh, it's really understanding that, yeah, this is this person next to me or who opposite me who has a disability, that is just the same as me. There's yeah. no difference. You're, you're absolutely right. That's a, that's a very good point, actually, because I think people tend to see disabilities at, at a distance and mm -hmm. think, oh, they've got this problem. Yeah. But it doesn't take, you know, life is so unpredictable that things can turn around pretty fast and you might mm -hmm. just find yourself in that situation. Yeah. I mean, I think if even if you were just to stub your toe tomorrow <laughs> or you <laughs> cut your finger or, or something or something you get an infection in your eye and mm -hmm. you can't put your lenses and you can't do this that in itself is enough for you to feel the unease of what do I do? How do I manage? But thank you. I'd like to thank you all very much for coming in today. Um, and I do hope that, you know, the day goes well. You've got some great things planned. Do you want to just tell me what you've got planned now for the next couple of days? Yes. So we have our guest speaker, Corey, mm -hmm. uh, as well as another young lady who's a Paralympian, mm -hmm. who's just won the gold medal for Hong Kong. She will be the other speaker. And we have some live music played by Jezrael, who is also visually impaired and comes from Philippines. So it's bringing diversity in from different countries mm -hmm. together and sharing the successes so That's that everyone fantastic. can see how much they can do uh, to bring about positive change for Hong Kong. Well, I wish you all the luck, absolutely. Corey, have a lovely time in Hong Kong. Thank you so much. And obviously, Benjamin, you've just taken a flight from Australia, so great that you're here. <laughs> and, and listen, good luck with everything. And I'm sure, Farida, we'll hear from you again soon anyway. Good Thank luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much.